Good morning, good morning, good morning, Heavenly Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I love that song that was playing this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for purifying us. Yes. Thank you for cleaning our hands. Thank you for purifying our hearts so that we uncompromisingly burn for you, Father, unhindered. Amen. Do you really want to be consumed? That Do you really want to be consumed? That means that you, you truly want to be used up, expended. And we can only do that by dying. We've got to die to self so that we can live, so that we can live and allow Christ Jesus to live through us. No longer us, but Christ. Amen. Well, we have a great team set up today. Let me introduce you to everyone. My name is Charlene Tuckerson. I'm your facilitator. We say good morning to our faithful, beloved leaders, Bishop C. Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith. Our devotion leader this morning is Minister John Small. Good morning, Minister John. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm well. Thank you, Minister John. Our prayer request and any praise reports will be offered by Sister Janice Allen. Good morning, Sister Janice. How are you doing today? Good morning, my sister Charlene. I'm doing great. Thank you. Yes, yes. Amen, amen. Now let's push in closer together in unity where we know that Father God commands the blessing. Amen. Let's go in closer together. Father, in the matchless, powerful name of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, we come before you, God. We come before you, Father, just saying thank you, God. Thank you, Father, for who you are. You are truly indescribable. You are unchangeable. You are all-powerful, Father. Nothing and no one can tame you. You're incomparable. Nothing and no one compares to you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you for your greatness. Thank you for who you are, God. Thank you, Father, that you are amazing. Thank you, Father, for your great faithfulness to us. To us, your children, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for the words, Father, the devotion, dear God, that you have placed in the heart of your minister this morning. Thank you, Father. May every word spoken by Minister John this morning, Father, be from your heart, dear God, and it reaches our hearts this morning unhindered, uncompromised, Father. Father, we thank you that Holy Spirit prays through your daughter, Sister Janice, this morning. Father, accept our bowls this morning as we pray you one 
for another. May you delight in the incense from the earth being lifted up through our lips this morning, Father. Let your oil descend from heaven to us. Descend, Father, as we yield to you in the mighty name of Jesus. As we reach to you, Father, let your oil descend. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. And we give you honor in the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Minister John, we're ready for you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. It is a pleasure and definitely an honor to be here this morning. So with the time remaining, let's go ahead and get into the word. Father, thank you for the word that you're about to bring. Use me as an instrument. I thank you for what you're about to do and say in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. So once again, thank you. The, the lesson that we're going to be talking about today, I've given it a title, and the title is God's Plan Versus My Plans. God's Plans Versus My Plans. And the areas that we're going to be talking about today, I'm going to cover five quick points, five quick points. And the number one point is going to be, what is God's will? What is his will? What happens when we are not in his will? Where to find God's will? And then I'm going to give you one example of being in his will. And then lastly, we'll give you an example of not being in his will. So once again, what is God's will? What happens when we're not in his will? where to find God's will. One example of being in his will, and one example is being out of his will. So the, the opening verse for today is going to be in Proverbs, Proverbs 19.21, and I'm going to take it from the, the Passion Translation. And here's what it says. A person, a person may have many ideas concerning God's plan for his life, but only the designs of God's purpose will succeed in the end. Once again, a person may have many ideas concerning God's plan for his life, but only the designs of God's purpose will succeed in his life. So uh, we can take this and, and we can feed off of this for days, weeks, in regards to God's will. Uh, there is God's sovereign will, and there is God's command. There's his sovereign will, and then there's God's command. Sovereign meaning that God is God, and that settles it. And we've heard that expression, God said it, you know, that settles it, and it's done. His sovereign will, it will be done. And, and if you remember, if you go to Luke twenty-two forty-two, and out of the translation, 
Jesus is in the garden of the of Gethsemane, and he's he's praying, he's talking, he's communing with God, and he is he is talking and sharing and communing with God so hard, so much that you know his sweat is like bloodlets. But here's what it says: It says, Jesus said, "Father, if you are willing." Take this cup of agony away from me. But no matter what, your will must be mine. He's saying your will is is done. No matter what I am saying in the flesh, no matter what agony I am feeling in the flesh, your will will be done. And just a sidebar here, here is Jesus praying to his Father, who for the time that he has been on earth and working and doing the things of his Father, only doing what his Father does and, and, and only saying what his Father says, healing people, raising people from the dead. I pose this question to you and think about this for the rest of the day. Meditate on this. Do you believe that the agony that he was referring to was the whipping that he was going to undertake from the Roman soldiers, the nailing on the cross, dying for each one of us, past, present, and future? Or, or was he referring to the separation that he would have to endure from his father because now he is taking all sin in his body and the relationship between his father and him would now have to be broken. Just a sidebar, just a sidebar. So, so the sovereignty of God is his will be done. His will be done. Then there is the command of God. And we know about the Ten Commandments. But even before the Ten Commandments, if we look back in, in, in Genesis, back in like 2.16 through, through 17, it says here in the CV, but the Lord told him, him meaning Adam, you may eat fruit from any tree in the garden except the one that has the power to let you know the difference between right and wrong. If you eat any fruit from that tree, you will die before the day is over. That was the man giving him a choice. You can, or you don't have to. It's a, it, it was a choice there. So the sovereignty is, it is done, God said it, and it will happen. And then the command is, you got a choice. You can either do it or not do it. You either stay in his plan, his will, or not. So what happens when we are not in his will? Well, according to that scripture in Genesis, it says here, 
if you eat, you will suffer the consequences. And the consequences in that situation was you will die. You will die. There's the consequences to not being in his will, following his command. There is a consequences. So where do we find God's will? So God's will is always in his word. His will is always in his word. And I like Joshua 1 8 in the Amplified when it talks about this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall read and meditate. There's a difference between reading and meditating day and night so that you may be careful to do exactly everything in accordance with all that is written in it. Because if you do that, here's what it says, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will be successful. So God's will, his command, his, his, his roadmap for you is in his word. It's right there. And I've told my wife this uh, several occasions when we've gone out traveling places and uh, we put the dress up where, wherever we're going in the navigational systems. I said to myself, I said to her, should I say, is that here I am trusting the navigational system sometimes easier than I do the word of God. Sometimes I'm debating with God, and I am trying to reason and rhyme with him. But when the navigational system says, turn right, I turn right. Turn left, I turn left. I should be that confident and trusting in his word. So here's one example of being in God's will. And I like this. This is David, one one of my... You know, favorite characters in the Bible, persons in the Bible, teachers, should I say, in the Bible. And in Second Samuel 2.1 in the CEV, it says here, when David heard that Samuel was dead, and now, based on what God told him, being the next king, he is now prepared to take over. But instead of rushing in and finding the 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 the, uh, the the throne and sitting down and crowning himself. Here's what he did in Second Samuel two one in the CEB. Later, David asked the Lord, "Should I go back to one of the towns of Judah?" But here's the precious thing that happened. The Lord answered him and said, "Yes." Then David asked, which town should I go to? And God was so precious again and said, go to Hebron. The Lord replied, David asked, what's your will? What's your plans? And God said, here's what I want you to do. Go here. And God was detailed and said, I want you to go to Hebron. Don't ever think that God is not detailed. He's proven that so many times. We have to hear it. Using David again in the same example, as an example, there he was fulfilling God's will, but here in Second Samuel 6, when he was so excited about 
bringing the Ark of the Covenant, he put, the, in essence, the cart before the horse, having a new cart to put the, the Ark on, not going to God and asking him, what's your plan for how to get this Ark from here to there? And it says in Second Samuel 6, but when they came to Nikon, threshing floor, the oxen stumbled. Uriah reached out and took hold of the sacred chest. The Lord was very angry for him doing so and killed him right there beside the chest. David's plan was, I'll get a, an ox and a new cart and put the, the chest on it. That's my plan. God says, no, I already have a plan. You have to look in the book and find how I told you to transport it. There is man's plan, then there is God's plan. Just remember this. God has the most amazing plan for each one of us. Each one of us. And he's just waiting for us to tap in. Here is the God of the universe who created heaven and earth, who has everything working and timing according to his word. Here's what he said in Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Then he breaks it down and says, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster. Then he caps it off and says, to give you a future and a hope. So, which plan are you using? Yours or God's? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. That was an excellent devotion. Thank you, Minister John. Thank you so much, Holy Spirit. Now, Sister Janice, we're ready for you to agree with you in prayer. Amen. Excuse me. Thank the Lord for the word. And this morning we have a request from Ed Ayers. Um, He's currently in the hospital. He's suffered a stroke and bleeding on the brain. Now, Father God, we, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you would intervene on behalf of Ed Ayers. And we pray for healing of the stroke, Father. We pray that there is no paralysis and no loss of brain function in the name of Jesus. Father, you told us to come boldly before your throne and ask anything in your name, and it shall be done. And so, Father, we speak life to the brain cells that may have been affected. We speak to the brain bleed, and we say, stop in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you are there with Ed Ayers and that you are speaking to him even now, Father God, as he lays there. And we speak to his body, Father God, and we speak full and healthy recovery Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for the comfort of the Holy Spirit to comfort him in his mind and in every thought, that every thought be on things above in the name of Jesus. 
Father, we come against the spirit of depression and we seek the, the spirit of love, the spirit of power, and the spirit of a sound mind. We seek joy and we seek peace in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask you to give him quality of life and that there will be, this will be a testimony of your faithfulness and love. Father, I pray that Ed Ayers, his life, Lord God, will bring glory to your name and that the souls that will be one into your kingdom for this miracle you have given him. Father, we thank you that the blood covers him. We thank you that your blood heals him. We thank you that your blood, Lord God, causes every wound to be healed in, in Jesus' name, and your blood heals him emotionally, physically, and spiritually. We speak your word over Ed Ayers, Father God. O oh Lord, in Psalms 30 and 2, O oh Lord, my healing God, I cried out for a miracle and you healed me. Jeremiah 30, 17a, I will give you back your health and heal your wounds, saith the Lord. Philippians 4 and 20, and God our Father will receive all the glory and the honor throughout the eternity of eternity. Amen. The Father, we lift up the youth to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray that their minds be healed from the past hurts and disappointments. We pray for soberness, Father God. We pray that every broken part, Lord God, of their lives be healed in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that they'll stand in righteousness, that they'll stand up in you, God, that they'll be bold and strong in you, Father God. And whatever they face, they face it not without you, but with you in the name of Jesus, and that you have their back, that you support them, that you upgird them, you sustain them, Father God, you protect them in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that in you they live, they move, and they have purpose for being. Father, we thank you, and we pray, Lord God, that your plan and purpose and destiny and the call on their lives be fulfilled and complete. We thank you, Lord God, that you would save the hand of the enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy because you have come, and you have come to give them life and that much more abundantly. But we cover them in the blood of Jesus. We cover them in the love of Jesus. And to you be all the glory for what you have done and will do in the name of Jesus we pray. Father, we also lift up to you, God, and we bring before you in your presence the civil unrest. Father, let there be peace in the midst of all that has happened and that is chaotic and in spite of all that has happened. Let there be peace. Father, we are asking you to intervene on behalf of those who have been caught up in the pain of racial injustice and ongoing riots in America, all that is in the court, Father God. We pray that you would supernaturally intervene and cause there to be a peace and a calm. And, Father, only you can bring calm to all that is happening in America right now. But we speak, Lord God, that eternity, Lord Jesus, will come and that their their souls will be lived in you and that they would look to you, God, and not to themselves to bring reconciliation 
to the situation. We speak that righteousness prevails. We speak unity. We speak love. That there'll be a coming together of hearts against all that is unjust and chaotic. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that there be healing of hearts and minds. And in the name of Jesus, we ask that your name, Lord God, will go forth out of their mouth, Father God, crying out to you in the name of Jesus, because you are our anchor. You are our hope. And we expect you in the midst of all these things to bring peace and harmony and unity and love. We come against the spirit of rage and war, and we thank you, Lord God, for the spirit of love and peace to prevail. Bring reconciliation, repentance, like only you can. Father, we thank you that you are God who can do what looks impossible. We thank you for it. In your mighty and excellent name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Janice. We agree in the name of Jesus. We want to quickly swing back to Minister John. Minister John, do we have anything else that you'd like to share with us this morning? Yes, ma'am. In closing, uh, just uh, to be asked uh, two questions. The first question would be this to everyone, please. Did God give you instructions but you decided not to listen? Second question would be this. Are your plans, do you think, your plans are better than what God has for you? Because here's what it says in God's word in Isaiah 55, 11 in CEV. That's how it is with my words. They don't return to me without doing everything I sent it to do. God's word will not return to him void. So stop thinking that you know exactly what God is thinking because God said in Isaiah 55, my thoughts and my ways are not like yours. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, my thoughts and ways are higher than yours. So when you want to know God's plan and his will for you, Check his word. Now think about it. Amen. Amen. Check his word. We can only know God's plan by knowing him, his word. Amen. Excellent devotion. Please remember to send in your prayer request to www.newdestiny.online. From the home page, click connect, scroll down, and enter your prayer request online. On behalf of Bishop Smith, Pastor Adrian, Minister John, Sister Janice, and our entire New Destiny family, we say thank you. Thank you for joining us together this morning to pray in unity and to hear the devotion. We invite you to, to invite others to the call Monday through Thursday, 5 a.m., and Saturday for corporate intercessory prayer 7 a.m. live stream. Now let's go before God one more time before we end our call for this morning. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Father, may every believer truly seek after you, 
to know your plan, Father, your purpose for them. Not what we think. Not what we think we know. But, Father, may we, dear God, abide by your word, dear God, knowing, dear God, that as far as the heaven is from the earth, so are your ways from ours and your thoughts from ours, that we must seek you to know your divine purpose for us in the earth. Father, I pray that you bless everyone under the sound of my voice. I declare that your divine plan is pronounced to every believer I declare that your divine purpose is clear and apparent. I declare that every believer walks boldly in the purpose that you have ordained for them. I declare, rise up and walk in your divine purpose. Father God chose you before the foundations of the world. Hallelujah. That you should be holy, blameless before him in love. You were predestined predestined, adopted as children to himself by Christ Jesus for his purpose, for his good pleasure. So, Father, I decree not our will, but your good pleasure, your divine will be done, God. Your divine will, Father. Hallelujah. And, Father, I decree and declare Proverbs 18 and 16. Every gift, dear God, that you have ordained from heaven, I declare that it makes room for the believer, that it brings the believer before great men, Father. I speak to the atmosphere and I say, make room in the name of Jesus. Make room for the believers of Elohim. Hallelujah. Father, I declare that the world sees just how great you are through the excellence of yourself in your people. In the name of Jesus, Father, bless every caller. Bless every faithful one in the name of Jesus as only you can. Bless, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, be glorified. Now, Father, we seal every prayer prayed by Holy Spirit this morning with the precious blood of Jesus and with the power of Holy Spirit. We declare no black backlash. We declare no retaliation in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against your people shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against us in judgment, thou shalt condemn in the name of Jesus. This is our inherited right as children of the Most High God. And we declare it is so in Jesus' name. Sister Kathy, please open the line. Amen.